Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. We got an awesome show for you guys today. We got um, some news notes. We talk about sports, if they're ever going to come back. We've got the AFC North, I believe, a recap. We've got a draft of the best fast food menu items. And we have Survivor Talk with Carlin Tradal. We're going to talk about the Survivor finale, the winner, and what a great season of Survivor it was. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you guys for the support as always. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. We got Cole, we got Reed, we got Eli joining us shortly. We're just going to do the intro, a little bit of news and notes about him before we get to the draft. Um, first things first, Quinton Dunbar has been arrested or he has a warrant out for his arrest for armed robbery. It was, was it Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Tuesday night, I think. Tuesday night. Yeah. I think Tuesday. He was arrested. He and, uh, the Giants cornerback, uh, DeAndre Baker, I believe were arrested for, or I'm not, were they officially arrested? I'm not sure. There was a warrant out for their arrest, so I'm yeah. assuming. But so, um, that is not good for Seahawks fans. Um, as soon as we feel like we get some momentum, we get a cornerback that uh, we we like have high hopes for, something that we needed, and now he is going to get arrested. I don't really know what this means. Like, does he? I, yeah, I don't I was, know, like what's the dis- what the discipline is for from the league, but yeah, the, it, does he like after say he goes to jail? Is he suspended after he goes to jail too? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he can probably p- pay his bail pretty easily. Like, mm-hmm. I, it won't be too much either. So, like, I don't know. That's just the thing that gets me. Like, what? Why? What is he thinking? Why does he need more money? You know? Yeah, like, it was just weird. Why is he attempting to rob someone when? He's an NFL player making millions of dollars. Just does not add up to me. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely weird. So we'll we'll kind of follow that story as I'm assuming all the other uh, Seahawks fans will. Um, also, I have a little rant. I'm done with false hope. I'm done. I'm done with – oh, before I get to that rant, Eli is here. I'll admit him into the Zoom. Um, yeah, so I have a big rant. I'm done with false hope. I'm done with all these leagues coming out and saying that they're going to try what they can do to, to, to come back. You know, I'm done with it because everything that we've heard so far is like, Oh, like we don't know what's happening, you know, and it's, and it's nothing's happened. And so I'm just done. I'm done with hearing like, this is our, like, Oh, we proposed this to the players. We proposed that to the players. I'm done. I'm done with that. Like, the MLB comes out with this huge thing about, like, what they propose to do. But, like, three weeks ago, we got a different proposal. And I'm just like, this, this is really getting on my nerves. Like, I don't, I don't care what your proposed is. I just want you guys to start playing again. You know, I'm done with, like, getting all – I mean, I, when I saw that the MLB, like, gave this all to the players, I was, like, going to talk about it on the show, you know, make this a big deal. But then I then – I, was like why like why should i do that because i don't it probably isn't going to happen same with the M- nba they're like oh we're going to make a decision in 2 to 4 weeks that's that's ho- like what does that do oh um i have a big announcement to make we're going to make an announcement in 2 to 4 weeks okay cool thank like what what uh, i just i'm i'm done with like getting my hopes up that that stuff is going to return to normal and then just having them be like yeah we really don't know anything yet so i'm i'm like kind of mad like i just want i want answers and i want them to be like clear you know and i guess no one has answers yet but then don't like give us false hope that you do kind of have an answer and then i don't know that's my rant do you guys have anything to add to that or any like i don't know what are your guys thoughts yeah, I just think that – I agree with that. Like, why don't we just, like, not not leak these proposals? Why don't we just, like – once it actually happens, then we can just come forward and say what, what is going on. Like, all this – yeah, all this is doing is getting everyone wild, riled up about, oh, 
Yeah, last year, yeah, it wasn't like a couple weeks ago. They're like a hundred game season in spring training, and it's like what? Like, just don't. We can just give this information when when it's actually happening, not yeah. just like a proposal. It's just um. Um. Okay. Here's my philosophy on it. I am annoyed about the like um fakeness of it. Like, you don't think it's gonna happen, but I miss sports so much that I like having oh. Maybe the MLB is coming back soon. Maybe the NBA could come back soon. I like no. I think I'd rather know, and then it fall through, than it be like. But why? Like, oh, if it's just gonna, gonna, it just falls through on us. Then like, what's the? I don't know. It, like, if it if it like everything so far is falling through because there's no clear path. The only thing that's not giving us the only organization that's not giving us false hope is the NFL because they haven't done anything. They've done with their draft on time. They released their schedule with no quirks in it. They've, you know, everything for them is normal. NBA has already, like, pushed back their draft. What does that mean? Like, why yeah. can't you just have your draft in a normal time? Or tell us when the new draft is going to be if there's, like, a playoff switch. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just want – The one thing I'd say about the draft, though, is that that kind of gives them the opportunity to say, that, like, hey – now we have the opportunity to play basketball in the summer. Say if they yeah. were to do the draft like right now, then it'd be like okay, no basket, no no playoffs, and that's- yeah. But I just I want them. I don't know. I guess I'm just tired. I get of, what like, you're saying. I'm tired of looking at the news and seeing like, oh, this is the new proposed thing, and then it like never coming to fruition. I get what you're saying. It's annoying for sure. How's it going, Eli? It's going pretty good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you. Sorry, we just like decided to start the news without you because. Yeah, no. Go, yeah, that was that was good. I had trouble finding a a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The other news I have: there's no more PI review in the NFL. That was just a one-year thing they decided. So. That, that kind of like I don't know. I didn't really didn't... need. We didn't need that. Like. They just did it to make the Saints happy, and it, I don't yeah. know. It seemed like a react. It seemed like a reaction to one bad play. Mm-hmm. If they're I gonna mean, have it, if they're gonna have it, they need to like make sure, like they need to fine tune. You know, make sure it's better than what it was this year because it obviously was not good this year. And like you said, they did it as a reactionary thing, and so they need to like if it ever comes back, they need to make sure it's better. Because it felt like they were like, okay, we're gonna do it, and then they're like, but we don't want to make it any you don't, we don't want to ever do it we don't want to ever change the call mm-hmm. it was exactly just, it just didn't go with what yeah it just didn't make much sense for yeah it. um the nfl also so they have their first ever friday night football game it's gonna be on christmas day um this year nfl's never had a friday game they have saturday games on like the last week of the season usually because college football is done but i think that college football should go to Friday and Saturday if there's no college football this year. Like, if college football gets delayed, I think it'd be fun you if mean, NFL... Wait, you said co- you mean NFL should go to Saturday? Yeah, sorry. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool to have, like, an NFL game, like, every night. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, like, Tuesday and Wednesday, but, like, Thursday night football, Friday night football, Saturday night football, and then every other team plays Sunday. I agree with you. I think that'd be uh-huh. really cool because then you can kind of, like... I mean... If there is, if NFL is the only thing going on, if college football doesn't happen, if high school football doesn't happen, then you get, then Sunday, Sunday afternoon, you got like, you have to watch Red Zone to get all the games and you get like the scoring plays. I think it'd be a lot cooler to get primetime games. Yeah, I think Friday, I think the ratings would be very high for Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday games because what else would people be doing? Mm-hmm. Especially if you can't gather in crowds or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, the... Sorry. the other thing is that Joe Buck said, crowd noises will be pumped in if fans are not allowed he was like we're thinking about like adding in crowd noise that was a little like i was like what the heck is he like i don't know that's gonna be interesting if they like if there's no fans that are allowed like what i don't know that's gonna be weird don't you think like yeah i think it's i think it'll be weird for sure but i think it's kind of i think it'll just be annoying I think it, they, the idea of it is, like, we just want to make it like um, a normal NFL game, but I just think it would be so weird and not fun, you know? Like, it would just be, like, on 
And I don't think it'd be that cool. Yeah. Sorry, Reed, what were you saying about um Friday and Saturday? I was just saying that it would make like their their like preparation kinda weird though, if they're playing on these like weird days. Like, you know, like the off the week in between Yeah. Games. I think oh, they could figure true. it out though. Like I don't know if it'd be a huge deal. Yeah, I guess. I mean they're not for uh, Saturday's not a huge difference than Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, the next thing I had, I saw this list of the highest paid quarterbacks in twenty twenty for the NFL. Who is number one? What's your guys' guess? Isn't it Ruth is it Wentz or Russell? It's Russell. He is yeah. making thirty five million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. Um second though, guess who second is? It's gonna be something like Eli Manning or some crazy. Well, Eli Manning's ben retired. <laughs> still be under contract. It's Ben um, Roethlisberger. I was just about to say that. Dang Thirty-four really? million. Isn't... And then Goff. Goff is four with thirty-three point five. Or There's Goff three. is tied tied for third with Aaron Rodgers. Dak. Oh, Dak's not quite that tight. Um, another fast. like. Taysom Hill is making 16.5. So Taysom Hill is ahead of Baker Mayfield. Um, oh, they don't have Burrow on here. I wonder if – I think it's because he hasn't signed the contract officially. Um, but Mahomes is making 4.1. Um, Watson is 3.5. Lamar Jackson, 2.4. Jared Stidham, $800,000. Gardner Minshew, starting quarterback for the Jaguars, seven hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. I just think that's like crazy to look at that graphic and like see where all these. I mean, Kirk Cousins is thirty-three million. I don't know. It was it was interesting to me to see where all they where they all stacked up. Yeah, it's interesting just because all of the a lot of the great quarterbacks are young and aren't finished with their rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So then they. That's when they say, like, after, what, your fourth, fifth year, you, that's when you get paid. So all the guys that were, like – like, Kirk Cousins had a good couple of seasons before he, he uh, got his big contract, and that, that's why he kind of got all that money because he had yeah. a good season and then got paid. All right. That's all the news I have. Let's do our draft of best fast food menu items. Oh, I had – Something I saw on Instagram that I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. I heard the Seahawks were interested in signing Cam Newton or expressed some interest. Yeah, they already signed. Um, they signed Gino, yeah. Yeah. But I so. think it'd be – I was just thinking, like, the Taysom Hill thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the Taysom Hill. I think every team wants to do it, and I just don't think it will work. Yeah, um, I agree. All right. The draft order is, I think, Cole has a number one pick. I think it's Cole Reed – I think it's Cole Reed, myself, Eli. Yeah. I hate having the number one pick for this. This sucks. Yeah, this is a tough one. There's so many stuff. So this um, is, let's just clarify, it's you have to say what you're getting from which restaurant, and then there's no, like, soft drinks. So you can't be, like, cherry Coke from Wendy's. <laughs> like, that's dumb. So there's no soft drinks, but you can do anything else. Anything on a fast food menu – and you have to give the specific restaurant. Okay, cool. Sorry, saw. Okay. So, I had – so, there was a couple of stuff that I put into play with the number one pick. I had – Don't um, tell us Popeyes. what you – No, yeah, you don't want to tell us what your pit, what your other honorable mentions are. What the heck? Fine. That makes go- no <laughs> sense. What? What? Why does it make no sense? That because we're all picking behind you. You get all my cards. Yeah, you, you get, get one pick. You get one pick. You get one pick. McDonald's French fries. Okay, McDonald's French fries. They're good. They're tasty, and they always leave you satisfied. Uh, How many are we are picking? You- three? Four. Oh, we're doing three four. Four. Four, okay. I'll take Popeye's chicken sandwich. Best chicken sandwich on the market right now. Just, All right, fair enough. I thought about that, but you've only I've only had it once, and I can't say that's the best thing mm. when you've only had it one time. I've I'm had it go, more than once. It was pretty high on my list. 
I'm going to go Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. I think it's right up there behind Popeye's. And I don't get sick from eating chick. Like that's the only thing with Popeye's is that I don't get sick. I guess I just get, you get really full after having a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So Chick-fil-A sandwiches make me feel a little bit better afterwards. So I'm going Chick-fil-A. All right. Do I get, do I get two picks? Yeah. All right. My first pick is uh, the Burgerville Classic Cheeseburger. I knew you were going to pick that. Uh, you can never go wrong with it. It's The only knock I will say is price. It costs like twice as much as any other like little cheeseburger anywhere else. But yeah, oh, you get, yeah, you get what you're paying for. <laughs> um, and then uh, my next pick is the Chick-fil-A Frosted Lemonades. Uh, that's a good one. Those are Those are some of my favorite – one of my favorite drinks out there. It's so That's good. a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with an Eminem McFlurry. From McDonald's. It's pretty good. Uh, cool. Oh, Reed's up. Reed hasn't gone. Oh, Reed. Yeah. Um, I'll take uh, Dick's cheeseburger. That's a good. It's a good one. I feel like it's. I I would take a Burgerville cheeseburger over it, but it's it's like the next best behind it. I feel like, and they taste pretty similar. So yeah, I'll take. I think it. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with the In and Out cheeseburger. And spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Good picks. Yeah. I'm not a huge in and out guy. I think it's overrated personally. And then I, yeah. the vibes there's nice too. It's like the nice California vibe. You're in the palm trees. You got you it's a, a good, good it's a good burger. I think it's a good burger. I mean it's I think it's better than I think it might be even better than Dick's, in my opinion. Uh, I don't agree with that, but it's more fulfilling than Dick's. I'll take uh, Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Dang, man. I was really shocked I was still on the board. Bummer. I knew it would I was going to take it with my second pick, but I knew Cole doesn't like them that much, so I knew it would slide. Yeah, I don't I, – they're, they're just too big, and I'd just rather have my fries be more, like, singular, I guess. Nah. I, I love like their the, waffle fries. I don't like I'm the surprised that, that fell. hunk of potato at the end. I think yeah, that's yeah. gross. Yeah, but that may, that just shows you they're real, man. McDonald's, you don't know where those been. Yeah. No, you know exactly where they've been. They're russet potato fries from yeah. Idaho. Great. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's um, my All right, I'm going to go – wait, is it my – it's my pick. Yes. I'm going to go with Auntie Anne's pretzels. That's a good pick. That's a – Oh, I forgot. I didn't really think about that as fast as you. I didn't think about that either. That's a good pick. Those might be the best. I love Auntie Anne's pretzels. There's nothing like it. A little pepperoni pretzel. Mm, those are yeah. that's a really good pick. Thank you. No, it's just a classic. Classic with some cheese dip. That's the best. All right, Eli. All right. So I get my last two, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my first one, or I guess technically my third one, uh, Five Guys Bacon Cheeseburger. That's, that's a good a, one. I, had, I literally just put that on because I was thinking about it. Uh, that's a good pick, buddy. Yeah, Five Guys. I was debating it just because, like, it's – I guess it's fast food. But it's, like, it's a little different than, like, McDonald's and Burger and all that. But, um, yeah, Five Guys is super good. And then for my last one, um, I'm going to say the Butterscotch Milkshake from Fancy Freeze, which is, like, this diner kind of thing <laughs> in, in Boise. And I, I just had to kind of put a name on it because I love Butterscotch Milkshakes. And it's so really any place that has them. But – the last time I had one was at Fancy Freeze in Boise, which is – they have a good burger too, but – Yeah, but that's, no, a good butters, that's a good, that's a good, butters, little, that's a good little place. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a tough one. There's a couple I'm considering here still. Um, I I want to keep, like, a variety. I'm going to go with uh, a peppermint mocha from Starbucks. That's fast food. That doesn't count as fast food? I I mean, I, I guess that. thinking about it, but like when I think of fast food, like even yeah. like the drinks, you got to think of like ice cream or like just like. Some no, that's fast. I'm awesome. counting that. Peppermint mocha. 
No. From Starbucks. There's nothing. That's such a jack pick for fast food. There's nothing that gets me like, oh man, when it's Christmas time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Pop down I'm with, Starbucks. I'm with you on that. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. But that's not fast. Yes, it is. I, that counts. I still that's don't such know a pander. Counted as fast food, but I do love a good peppermint mocha at Christmas time. I'm I'm checking it. Is Starbucks fast <laughs> food? Jack didn't get Jack didn't get enough likes ah, on the last one. Wait, so he's wait, for all the pander. Wait, wait. Starbucks fits the QSR magazine definition of fast food as a restaurant or stand that provides drinks and snacks easily and quickly. That counts, Jack. Does get to you can say whatever you want. Oh my god! Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> oh uh, all right, back to read. Tough. Uh, oh, I'm gonna take Chick Fil A nuggets. Good pick. Good pick. Good Just, pick. I think they're the best nuggets. They're better than spicy chicken nuggets. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. No, I don't think so. And I was, I was thinking. Actually, no, I like cold pick. I'll, I'll say an honorable mention after this. I forgot. Okay. My last pick is something that I think is a really underrated. Maybe not even a lot of people know about it. The Arby's mozzarella sticks oh, are phenomenal. My goodness, they're delicious. Um, so that's gonna be my last. Do I? I don't have any more picks. Yeah, that's my last pick. So yeah. I would probably, I would not order those things on an Arby's menu. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. No, thank you. You guys, uh, but you can't say that until you've Actually, tried them. All right. You know, you know what I would get from Arby's? I'd get like like a water, and then just like a hamburger with nothing on it. I don't have hamburgers at Arby's, Eli. Oh, so you not orange, orange cream right. shake. I'll get a, meat, a meat sandwich. I don't – what are they yeah. – Get the mozzarella sticks. They're great. That's They're the amazing. best mozzarella sticks I've ever had. That's a, that's you a ever been to any other restaurant ever? Thank you. All right. Oh goodness, Honorable mentions. So I had a McChicken. Um, I love yeah. McChickens. But I I'm already picked the Chick-fil-A sandwich. So I was like um, – A Dairy Queen Blizzard. Is definitely up there. They make really good ice cream. Um, and then I had orange chicken from Panda Express. That was I was really Ooh. close to taking orange chicken from Panda Express. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah, I would have. I honestly would have put this one probably on like three or four on my list because it's from Starbucks. But I wasn't thinking Starbucks. But their uh, sausage cheddar and egg breakfast sandwich. Oh my gosh. It might be my favorite breakfast ever. I don't know. And it, the thing is like, I know that it's frozen and they put it in like a toaster oven. Like I get it. I know what, I know how they make it. It's not special, but it's just so, so good. Yeah. Um, I had the Taco Bell Baja Blast Freeze. It's awesome. I had, um, what else did I have? I had a Sonic Slushy. Frosty. Trigger. Surprise, surprise. I didn't pick them. I didn't <laughs> want to pick them. Jeez. And then I had, what was the other one? Oh, I had sweet and sour sauce because that's the best sauce from McDonald's that's, in the world. We can do a different one with sauces because, and that's not the best sauce. There's no way. If you say Chick fil A sauce is the best, you're so wrong. All right, we'll have this unique. conversation later. We'll have this conversation. Yeah. Um, my McDonald's hash browns. Those, uh, those are just nice. Those and are good. Hot. Um, we got like seven of them with his friend the other day. <laughs> those, hey, those are sort of games, man. Um, my, and I was gonna say Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich, but Jack took uh the the Chick Fil A sandwich. Yeah, so, good. But like the spicy really chicken, I feel like is way better than the regular one. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, good draft. We'll do. Eli, do you want to make a graphic of this and put it on the Instagram story? Yeah. We'll have people vote by like. Do you have, like we do you have the list? Did Reed win the last no. one? No. We'll just everyone send Eli your picks after this. Reed one and zero, baby. Yeah, Reed won yeah. the last one. We should make standings. I got second. I got second. We, we should. We need a better way of voting. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I feel, well, I feel like I feel like not enough people like understood how to do that. Only yeah. Reed's friends because he told them. <laughs> no, look at them. Uh, what? No. All right, good job. Reed won the first one. <laughs> We'll make a second one. Um, all right. Let's do our AFC North breakdown. We need a little drop, like a choo, choo, choo. AFC North breakdown. All right. The Ravens were the top seed in the AFC North last year. They finished at 14-2. and two. 
Their really only loss was Hayden Hurst, their, like, backup tight end. But they did run a lot of, like, multi-tight end sets. So this was a bigger loss than if most teams lost their backup tight end. They added, though, I think, man, it's debatable they had the best first two picks in, like, the – Reed, I'm going to have to mute you because I can hear myself talking in your background. Um, I think their first two picks are arguably like a couple of – like Patrick Queen from LSU is a great linebacker. that They need a linebacker. J.K. Dobbins, I love J.K. Dobbins. Uh, they added Clayus Campbell, defensive end. Um, I believe they franchise tag Matthew Judon and added Jimmy Smith as a corner. And they have the returning MVP. So they really didn't need to do a ton except win in the playoffs with Lamar. Um, but their win total is 11 and a half. Can I start? Yeah, we got, we got to do this in 10 minutes. I'm going to go with the under. I think um, Lamar wow. Jackson kind of – I think 12 wins is really hard to get. Um, I think Lamar Jackson kind of blew through everyone. No one really had an answer. And then the Titans kind of answered him this year. And the NFL is a copycat league. Um, they did make a lot of um, good playoff accusations. So I think they win 11 or 10 games. I don't think they can get to 12 or 13. So. I'll take the over. I, I like what you said, Cole, but, like, just look at the rest of their division. It's not, not very strong. So I, I think they can win a, win a bunch. You don't the think their division's – their division – We got to speed it along, boys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah I, I'm kind of with Cole. Like, I, I'm going to take the under just because – I mean, their game plan is kind of simple. They just give to Lamar and he just runs it or whatever. And then they got, you know, I don't think they really they didn't add a receiver, did they? Yeah, I don't think their game plan is going to change very much. I think everyone's kind of catching on. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over just barely. I think they probably win about 12, 13 games if they're lucky. Um, I, I think 11 is probably a good amount, though. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they're probably in an 11 or 12 range. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So. With that. Uh, the Steelers finished eight and eight. This was the, one of the most impressive eight and eight teams I've ever seen. Um, just with everything that happened to them, uh, they added the notable additions that have are Chase Claypool, wide receiver. Anthony McFarland was a, like a late round running back. Eric Ebron, he tweeted out the other day. He was like, "Watch out, I'm I can run now or something." And I was like, or he was like, "I I'm not hurt anymore." And I was like, "Oh." Um, <laughs> They added Derek Watt and Big Ben's healthy. Their over-under is nine and a half. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to take, take the under. I don't believe in Big Ben. I'm not a huge Big Ben guy. So I'm going to take the under. I personally, I'm taking the over just to shout out to, uh, to Steven Madison. <laughs> <laughs> you know. My cousin's big Steelers fans. I know he would take the over. So, yeah, also because I don't have anything else to say about the Steelers. So, I'm taking the over because of them. Um, I'm going to go with the under, I think, too. I think they have, they have to play the Ravens twice. They have to play the Browns twice. They have to play a couple other tough teams. I don't think Big Ben – I think Big Ben is going to have trouble this year, even if he can even make it through the whole season. And yeah. I don't think James Conner is as good as Le'Veon. And I don't think Juju is as good as Antonio Brown. So I think they win nine or eight games. Reed, did you already give us? Yeah, sorry. I, I kind of cut off you there, but I'm taking the under. I don't think, yeah, quarterback plays an issue. So, yeah, I'm taking the under. Browns were 6-10 and 10 last year. They had Jarek Willis was top, like, 15 pick, maybe even top 10 offensive lineman. They needed that. Added Jack Conklin, good offensive lineman from the Titans. Grant Delpit, Carl Joseph are both safeties, and Austin Hooper. But they also lost Joe Sherbert. Sherbert? Sherbert? I don't know. I was talking when we had that interview with Theo. He's a big Browns fan. He really he. I didn't really know who Joe Sherbert was, but he really liked Joe Sherbert. Um, so that was a big loss. He was their linebacker. Their win total is eight and a half. I don't see them winning over nine games. So I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the over. I think. Really. I think they got their O line. I think they have two good O linemen now. I think they don't. I think they don't really have an excuse. They don't have all the limelight on them. Um. Yeah. I. 
I think they can win nine, nine or ten games. So I'm gonna go with the over. Yeah, I I was gonna say the over too. I'm also a big Austin Hooper believer. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I like I think kind of one of their bigger issues is success. You know, with like Baker Mayfield getting him to actually. I don't do anything, and so you know, beefing up the uh, the O line a little bit might help, and because they have, I mean, he's got options to throw to, and um, and so I think, yeah, I think beefing up the O line will give him a little bit better chance. But yeah, I think if if they go over, I I'd say only like nine or ten. They're not gonna have a, I don't think they're gonna break out like that. Mm-hmm. Taking the under, I'm never buying into any Browns hype ever after last year. So anything they say, they're they're always going six and ten or seven and nine. So. I don't. I don't care. Go off, kid. Added. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and then the last place team was the last place team in the league. Cincinnati Bengals were two and fourteen. Uh, they obviously had Joe Burrow. They had T. Higgins. They re-signed AJ Green. He'll be healthy. Uh, Trey Waynes was a cornerback they added. Uh, they're over under five and a half. I'm gonna say over. Like, barely. I can see them winning six, seven games just because I really like Joe Burrow. If A.J. Green's healthy, I think they have a really good shot at winning more than five games. It's going to be close, though. They're not very good. I really want to say over because I really like their team. I like John Ross. I think John Ross could have a good year. But I just – I can't see them winning six or seven games. Six, seven games is like you were in the playoff hunt. So, I'm going to go with the under – I didn't really like the pick of T. Higgins. I thought they didn't need wide receiver help. I think they should have gone O line there. Um, and then I think I hope Joe, I I hope I'm wrong with this one. I would I want them to win more, but I don't think I don't think they will. So yeah, I I don't want to just say ditto, but like I guess we are kind of cut for time. Yeah, probably under. Love to see him go over. Uh, yeah, taking the under. Wow. Their defenses are, are tra- oh, like terrible, awful. I think he Burrow was trying to a- say atrocious, but he couldn't. Couldn't. Say yeah, it. I couldn't. Because <laughs> his hoodie's like up to here, and he's like, "The atrocious." Mouth. Bad. They're bad. I couldn't. Sorry, my bad. Because he puts his hoodie up to here. Okay. He did put it right back. Their your defense is awful. I want. I think Burrow might have a strong year, but I just I think the defense is gonna lose him a lot of games. So yeah, under. All right. Um, I think the Ravens are a playoff team. That's it. You really? I think one. I think Steelers or Browns slip in, get into the playoffs. You really don't think one of them? There's three playoff spots. I think. Mm. I think okay. I, I yeah. Think, probably. Probably. I. I think one. Yeah, I could see the Steelers getting in there. Yeah, I think Steelers or Browns. Whoever wins the most, whoever. Fair enough. Whoever wins the most. That's yeah, that's, that's usually what happens. Happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever yeah, whoever wins the most will probably make it. That's what I'm thinking. So. Whoever wins the most <laughs> will have a better shot. <laughs> Statistically, that's a yeah. booger take. Right yeah. There. Boogers are great announcers, so I don't know what you're talking. That's about. why. That's why you got fired, right? It's the coldest take in this podcast fired. ever. Okay. The booger is a great announcer. He is a great announcer. You got taken off Monday Night Football. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm just going to get mad now, so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's all we have. Uh, actually, we have Survivor Talk with Carlin coming up after this. We're going to break down the Survivor finale. It was a great – that was one of the best Survivor finale, just like straight up just the finale episodes I've ever seen. Is it your favorite season of all time? Probably not my favorite season of all time. Because I really don't like the Edge of Extinction. Like, I yeah, don't see how that could like be. But, but, I mean, yeah. man, that finale was – it's everything you wanted. And I have another question. Are you auditioning for Survivor? I think I might send in an audition. How tape. sick would it be? Jeff, Jeff Probst just said that he, he wants 16-year-olds to try out because he wants to do a tribe – a season where there's a tribe of just teenagers. That would be sick. Oh, should I try it out then? Reed would yeah. be sick and so you guys should both do it. That'd we get so many shit. more views on the podcast. That'd be <laughs> sick, dude. I I think I'll just run run the game. Like come in Stop there. Talking, Reed would get voted off talking. right away right, and yeah. not yeah. any challenges. Yeah. No, I feel, like, right. I feel like I either like 
get out, get voted off first or win it. Like, there's no in between. I feel like I either give go it off first or I just got enough trust to make it make it all the way to the end. I think Reed would get voted off second or he'd win, get second place and anything in between. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll go to the Carlins. We'll go to Carlins. Inter- well, I guess it's not anybody. It's probably talking to Carla and see you boys. Yep. Bye, boys. Later. All right. We now welcome on one of my best friends in the entire world, Carlin Tradall. We're going to talk about the Survivor Winners at War finale. And yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm excited. All right, so Carlin just told me that she didn't watch the first part of the episode. So I guess we'll just go chronologically, and I'll fill you in. Yeah, fill me in. I heard that it was kind of... Okay, well, I knew going into it, like, into the episode, that Natalie had three advantages, right? Mm-hmm. She was able to buy three mm-hmm. advantages, and she bought an immunity idol. For Tyson. Because right? she already like, had she one. one herself? Oh, yeah. well, she already had one, and then she bought one for Tyson. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, like, this season they did, it was called Edge of Extinction, and so, like, when you got voted out, you didn't really go home, you went to, like, this separate island, and then you, like, had a chance to get back in the game. Yeah, tried to battle to get back into the game. Mm -hmm. And they did it once at the merge, and then once there was five people left, so then one, they added another person from Edge of Extinction to make it six. So yeah. there's two opportunities to get back. Yeah, and Tyson was the one who went out right before the merge, right? And then he got he won going back in, but then he got voted out again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then Natalie was the one who won yeah. the the second time. Yeah. And she had so it was like it was kind of a complicated challenge. They had to like get through some rope stuff and then they had to like dig up a rope and then they had to make like a rope bridge and then they had to solve a puzzle and so natalie like there was like she had three advantages and then a couple other people had one and so natalie and like i think it was like rob parvati wendell and like yoles started at like the same point because they were the ones that had the advantages and then natalie was in like she out of those people she like took the longest like she was stuck and some people that were like started behind her had like caught up to her oh wow so she was okay. doing like really bad and then but then so like she got to skip the digging up the rope part and i was listening to like some other person's like some former survivor interview and they said that's like one of the hardest things to do in a challenge is like dig because it just is exhausting oh. And, like, the sand is, like, heavy, and it's, like, hot, and it just takes... So that takes... was, like, a really good advantage to have. Yeah. And so then she kind of, like, caught up to everyone and then finished, like, almost, like, got ahead of everyone and then finished the puzzle. And But, like, that's... The... Like, Cole and Reed were asking me if this is, like, my favorite Survivor season ever. And, like, it's it's definitely up there, but I just hate it, hate the Ezra of Extinction so much. Yeah, I think a lot of people really dislike the Edge of Extinction. Um, there's, I it's just hard knowing that they got voted out and then they're still in the game, which kind of puts a twist to the game, which is like cool. But at the same time, like they were voted out, like they shouldn't be going back into the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, like in this case, Natalie had the chance; she gets an advantage by being the first one voted off. Because she was right. there the longest. Totally. And that was like, I was like, man, it's like, like Jeremy and Nick, who like just got voted out, they made it really far into the game, get no chance to earn any advantage, while Natalie is there like racking up fire tokens and gets to buy all these advantages, like peanut butter, idols, and just because she was the first one voted off and that just really <laughs> made me mad like the whole time yeah. i was like rooting against natalie and i'm nothing against natalie other than yeah totally i mean she's she was a beast she was a total beast on edge of extinction mm-hmm. like she was doing great in all the challenges it's just hard knowing that she's going back into the game after you know like in other survivor seasons if you get voted out first that's a terrible thing which it was for her too but it's just totally different that she knows she's still in the game and she can fight back. But usually you only get one shot, but 
for her, she got two. Exactly, yeah. So that's, yeah, a little bit frustrating, but, I mean, knowing the outcome, that's definitely, <laughs> it's more settling, I guess. Yeah, and then, so then she comes back to camp, and Michelle is on the bottom, and so, and I guess, okay, so I was, like, thinking about it, Jeremy and Natalie were like really good friends going into the game. That's why she was voted out first because she and Jeremy were like super oh, close. Right, right, right. And then Jeremy and Michelle got close like on the season, like they were working together. And so yeah. I think Jeremy probably told Natalie like at Edge of Extinction, "Hey, Michelle's on the bottom, like you should align with her." Oh, totally. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that's another thing that Natalie had going into like the game again she had so much intel she knew like everything going on because everyone would have probably talked about it like i can't imagine they wouldn't mm-hmm. exactly come yeah after being voted out and then just talk about what went on the past couple days and so she had so much intel just going into it it was crazy because she knew everyone was rooting for tony she even said it she's like everyone the talk at edge of extinction is that tony's like playing out playing everyone right now and so she knew she needed to beat him, but, like, he didn't know that's what the talk was. So, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And then, so then Michelle and her, like, start working together, and Natalie's like, hey, I have an idol. And then, so, I mean, her and Michelle are, like, sweet. Like, perfect. And then, all right, so I'm trying to think. Um, Tony, the whole time... Tony is telling his alliance of four, the other four, who are Tony, Sarah, Ben, and Denise. He's like, I think they have an idol. We should split the votes. And they're all like, no, like, Tony, you need to stop doing this. (laughs) Like, guys, I'm not kidding. But Tony, I think that's a really good job on Tony's part. Like, he didn't get overly paranoid. Like, yeah, he was right, and all the viewers knew that because they showed that in film. But he didn't – like, he still – was social enough to be able to like play with his alliance yeah it's not like he just totally neglected them knowing that he's like okay well this is my thought process but you guys have a different one you know what i'm saying like he's still stuck with his alliance which is pretty impressive and i think after watching his first season when he won i think that he definitely changed in that way like he was more loyal to his alliances definitely Definitely. And it shocked me this whole season because if you watch Tony in his first one, like you were saying, like he kind of played both sides of everyone. Like he wasn't afraid to vote out anyone. And then in this season, he's like so loyal to Sarah. Like, yeah, totally. And he was the first one at the merge. He voted out Sarah his first in Kageon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's his, the one that he won. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so he definitely, he definitely changed. And I think, for the better too because totally so then they get to tribal council and i'm trying to remember what happened here sarah oh, made a really cool okay. speech wait who won immunity that one wasn't it michelle won immunity yes michelle won immunity and sarah did a really awesome speech yeah is this the one that they all played idols Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so tony played his idol well because it started Natalie played her idol. Yeah, she's like, I just want to be in the game one more day. Which was yep. smart, because I think she was going home. Totally. And then that made... Well, and then ben I think the votes... Ben. Yeah, the votes totally were on Ben, his... right? Yeah, the, the votes were on Ben and on Natalie. So they both saved themselves. But the only two people who didn't have immunity were Denise and Sarah. Yeah. And so Jeff was saying there that, like, you, in this case... Now you can only vote, everyone votes for those two people, even though they didn't have their names written down at all. Mm-hmm. And I think the group decision was just to go for Denise. Yeah. Which, I don't know how they came to that, honestly. I'm yeah. kind of wondering how they did. But, I mean, personally, I was kind of rooting for um, the alliance of Ben, Tony, and Sarah. So I was kind of happy to see Denise go. Me too. Me too, um, for sure. I think that just came down to probably Tony and Ben just being closer to... Sarah. Sarah yeah totally and then they're all kind of like yeah Denise can go <laughs> yeah exactly and you knew that Tony wasn't gonna write Sarah's name down and you knew that Ben wasn't really gonna write Sarah's name down right so I think that's what Natalie and Michelle were just like all yeah, right totally. might as well just vote for Denise too 
Yeah. So then, final five, they like got back to camp. They all look for idols. Like Tony stays up all night, and then Natalie finds the idol. I was so mad when Natalie found the yeah, idol. Yeah, of course she does. Of course she does. In my opinion, I don't think they should hide another idol at final five. I feel like they should just let it play out. Like that's too many advantages hmm. to be like, all right, now you get another idol that you can only play at this tribal council. Like, I was but like, at the same time, that could really be like. Depending on the social game at that point, it could be really interesting to see how somebody could totally flip around their game yeah, and like true. build up a really good resume at the end for final three mm-hmm. and just being at final council. So like, I feel like with Natalie getting it, it didn't really do much besides keep her in the game. Yeah, but yeah, she didn't even need it technically because. And then when we fast forward to, oh, I guess later in the day, remember when um. Ben and Sarah had that conversation. Yeah, that was awesome. That was insane. I was really. I, I mean, yeah. I understand Ben Ben's point of view because he was he had zero chance to win, like zero. Yeah, he didn't really have a great chance. No, so it was really cool for him to do that, and ended up it really ended up not working. But um, yeah, that was cool. He he just gave up his. He was like, Sarah, you can vote me out instead of yeah. having us to like, because t- I think Tony won immunity and then Sarah found out that Natalie had an idol and was like, shoot, what do we do now? And then oh, Ben was like, that goes, that goes, um, even before that took place, they knew that Natalie had the idol because of Tony's spyness. Yeah, that was awesome. That was legendary. That was so good. Uh, that was, that just made me love tony even more like he's yeah. so he's so cool and yeah. i think he won immunity there too which is why like they weren't able to vote him out yeah okay i'm trying to remember the the circums was it or did natalie win it no because she played her idol yeah 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 you're right and then she played it on herself but they voted for michelle so like it would have worked if they wanted to vote out um michelle but Sarah still voted for Ben, so Ben went home. And right. then Tony was really surprised about that. Yeah. Which yeah, is... that was crazy. And then, I think it went right from that tribal council, like, straight to the final challenge. And I love the, that final challenge. Like, that's a yeah. Survivor classic. Who were you rooting for um, going into that challenge? Who I was rooting to... for Tony. Yeah. Yeah, same. But then it's also kind of interesting because say he won, then would he want to take Sarah knowing that she has a pretty decent resume? I think but so. Like, like he, Yeah, I think so too. It's just funny how knowing his gameplay from the game that he won before, mm-hmm. like the season he won before, I don't think he would have done that. But I think it's really cool seeing their like bond. Like mm-hmm. they've really, like her, him and Sarah have bonded so much that like, I remember him saying before that he would, um, he wants to have like a really good competitive final three. Yeah, that is yeah. Like the best man wins. He not what did he like a like a rat or whatever he would call them. Yeah, like, that, that's what I'm trying. What was the what was the analogy he used? Um, it's not a rat. I don't no, know. Oh shoot! It's like on the tip but, of my tongue. Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's like an outsider, basically. Yeah. Somebody who's just not... He, like, wanted the big threats win. to stick together. Yeah. Yeah, so then Natalie, I think, ended up winning, which I was like, oh, Yeah, of which was insane. Once Tony dropped, and then once Sarah dropped, we're like, well, shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fire. <laughs> yeah. And then, so that was... So I like, I like the new Final Four twist where the person who wins gets to save one other person, and then the other two make fire. I think that's cool. Okay. I think that, like, I think that fire making adds, a, like, survivor element to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, totally. And I love the, they showed, like, the scenes at camp before that, and it was, like, Tony really struggling to make fire. And I was kind of yeah. like, all right, I feel like he wins it now because, like, they wouldn't show him struggling yeah. if he didn't. I don't know. You know? Like, you kind of have to yeah. show the, like, oh, he's struggling. Like, he might not win. It was interesting how they showed, like, Michelle, she, she was really making, she was doing a great job making fire during yeah. that time. But then it was, like, Sarah and Tony, which I thought it was sweet that they set up, like, a little um, 
area that mm-hmm. they were just making fire together, just kind of bonding, knowing that this will probably yeah. be their last time together. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that was really cool. And yeah. then, so then another little interesting thing, um, two seasons ago was the first time they ever had Edge of Extinction. And the person who won that season came back, like, when Natalie did. Like, he got voted out, came back on the edge, and then won. And so what he did, though, is there was, there was like, a clear threat who was going to win the game. And he – I don't know if you remember this season, so I'm just, like, explaining yeah, it vaguely. Yeah, no, that's good. But he – so he, he won the final challenge, but then gave up immunity and built fire against the biggest threat and then beat him. And I think that's what the jury was trying to get Natalie to do. Like, that's yeah, what they were, like, saying at the end. Yeah. Because I the whole time. Yeah, yeah, well, I think the whole time. I just think the whole time she was saying that she needed to get Tony out. But not doing yeah. it. Like, she didn't. Yeah. And I, I mean, think. it's hard. Because in her position, she doesn't want to just lose the chance. Yeah. Of like that could have been a two million dollar mistake like she would have never known mm-hmm. if like tony actually beat her yeah but i, I think just think you have to... to be like the easy route almost you know exactly and that's why she didn't win yeah and it was interesting but in general like i wouldn't even want her to win if she made fire against tony like, me too me too dumb. but i wonder if she would have that's why i tend to agree i she got more votes than i thought like four was kind of but so I wonder if yeah. that would have helped if it was Sarah instead of Tony. But mm. I, I I think Sarah probably still wins. If, yeah, I hope. Yeah, me too. I guess we'll never know I and mean, we never have to know. But exactly. that's I think if you want to win the game, like I felt like Natalie kind of just played for second, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, she didn't really mean to, but it kind of just ended up that way. Yeah. And then, I mean, she played she played the best she could with the hand she was dealt, but at the same time, like, that's just not traditional survivor in my head, you know? Yeah, me too. And then, I think my favorite part of, I, okay, so I don't really like the new, like, jury speech thing, where they, like, go over, like, they just talk to the jury, instead of, I, I liked, the old jury would, like, they'd go up one at a time, and give a question. Uh, oh. Okay. I like that a little bit better. I, I don't remember. Well, see, I started watching Survivor like a few. I don't know how many years back, but I never watched like the old seasons. Mm-hmm. So like, I never watched Poverty Play. I never watched Yule Play. I never watched like all these old school players play. So I don't remember that yeah. part where they would be one at a time. So yeah, that's interesting how they've changed the game. For sure, and I don't know. That's my personal opinion that I like that better, but. I thought, yeah. I thought Boston Rob said it best when it. So the final three was Natalie, Michelle, and Tony, and I think Boston Rob went up to vote and they give a little confessional, and he was like, "Natalie, I told you on the edge of, edge of extinction. If you get back in, you have to play perfect to get my vote or to win." And he was like, mm. "You played pretty much perfect, but you didn't get out this guy." And he reveals his vote, and it was Tony. And I was like, yeah. "That's awesome." Totally. And I think yeah. that, like, she comes in saying, we got to get Tony out. Everyone on the jury, or, yeah, in the edge on the jury loves Tony. Like, we have to get Tony out. They're going to vote for him to win. And then she just didn't, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's where she put her faith in Sarah. Which, I mean, not really knowing everything that went on at camp, Tony could have been, like, really terrible. And Sarah could have been really good at fire. And then it totally just flipped when they True. actually came to the challenge, you know? True. So, I mean, you never, you never really know mm-hmm. what what went on behind the scenes. Definitely, but, definitely. I mean, I was happy Tony won. Yeah, definitely me happy. too. Been rooting for him the whole time because my family. I don't know if I said this already, but we've been watching um, Tony's season while this season was going on, just because, like, we could. <laughs> yeah. We found the um, episodes on Amazon Prime, and so that was really fun just seeing him play like that and that was like the oldest season i've watched before mm-hmm. um and so yeah that was just cool knowing that we were kind of rooting for him because we saw his season and then him actually winning like what that's so cool for real and just the way he plays and like 
even after he won the first time, people are like, man, he's one of the best players ever. And then he comes back in a season with all winners and wins. And he didn't get he didn't get a single vote cast against him all that season. Is, that alone should win him two million. Like <laughs> seriously, for not to realize that that's insane. I know. I just and yeah. Also, just knowing like the people who voted for Natalie, like yeah, she maybe played the best she could have, but. I, I just yeah the egg is not the real thing like tony had to go through all the 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 um tribal councils and all the strategy behind each person who was getting out and everything yeah i want to say that it was interesting when you can kind of see the biases that each player has once they were sent to the edge and how i know jeremy in particular was kind of um not hating on tony but he was just, a little salty yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and just that, like, oh, well, then why was I sent out? And then Ben's like, well, my loyalty he was like, well, you, Tony wasn't the one who voted for you. It's like, well, that's yeah. true, but that's part of the game of Survivor, just knowing that, like, people can outplay you and get you out. For so sure. You have to respect that part of the game. And I feel like for the most part, the jury wasn't super bitter. Like, yeah, true. I've seen more totally. in the past where, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch Russell play? I don't think so, no. He was he like played two seasons back to back and went to the finals both times and both times got Whoa. zero votes because everyone hated him. And Whoa. Yeah, it was kind of like I'm glad I think Tony plays really played really similar to Russell, but like he had good relationships with people and so like when they were yeah. voted out like, I think but even Boston Rob said that in his question. He was like, you managed to vote all these people out, and we watched them come to the edge, and for some reason they weren't mad at you. And he was like, that's super impressive. Yeah, that – yeah. There's so many things when you think about it that Tony did that's just, like, he deserves the win. For sure. Like, that's why I think for you, for me, and even, like, my brother, like, it was so surprising how many times – um natalie like how many votes natalie got yeah it just doesn't seem like those players really saw what tony did yeah i know and i think i'm trying to like i think jeremy voted for natalie which i think jeremy votes for natalie no matter what because they were such good friends before the game yeah so like i can see that um parverty voted for i think they really bonded on the edge yeah, I thought she would vote. Like her social game comes into play. Mm-hmm. And then I think she bought that idol for Tyson. Yeah, so Tyson. Yeah. And then, but, yeah. Yeah. I I I'm just trying to like make a case, I guess, for what I mean. I definitely would have yeah totally. would have voted for Tony, but it's unfortunate because I think Tony played a much much better game. And yeah, no, he totally did. I definitely think he should have gotten like all the votes. Yeah, I agree. But I see why he did, like, those people voted for Natalie. Like, I see from her point of view, or from their point of view, I guess, why she should have won, I guess, why they thought she was the best. But Tony really played the game. Yeah, exactly. He deserves that, and yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I feel like usually, um, like, the final tribal... There's usually just, like, two people it's against, and, like, the third person isn't really in it. Yeah. And that's how it was with Michelle being there. Like, I think she actually played a really solid Me game. too. She just didn't have the resume But almost, the It's almost, like, more impressive how she got there. Like, she didn't... She wasn't in control at all and still managed to get to the end. Like, I yeah. think that's super impressive. I think she should have got more votes than Natalie, personally. Yeah, true. But I think that's where the edge comes into play yeah. where Natalie had the relationships, yeah. The relationships. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah, I was bummed that Michelle got zero cuz I I thought she I mean, she got there, she didn't get voted out. Like and Natalie yeah. did like on day 2. Yeah, or the first tribal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not day 2. Yeah. I don't know whatever yeah. it is, but and then did you hear Jeff at the end said he was like 16-year-olds apply for Survivor? Yeah, he said 16, 17, 18, 19. I just it's saw like a video you. of him. 
I just saw a video of him saying he wants to do a season where one tribe is all teenagers. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that's both? Like, that's really cool, but that could go, like, haywire really fast. <laughs> yeah, I think... I don't know. I heard some people talking, like, maybe because of all this, like, quarantine stuff, we... They might not be able to go to, like, Fiji or something, so they might do something, like, in America with teenagers or, like, oh, something like weird. that. I know. Oh, my goodness. Because I heard... <laughs> Can you hear our dog barking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But I heard he... Like, Jeff said he wants to get Survivor out in the fall, like, when it's normally scheduled to, and usually they've already filmed it by now. Right. So I think they might just be, like... Well, let's just get teenagers because they're going to want to do stuff. They got nothing else going on. They don't have school. And let's bring them to, like, I don't know, Florida. And just, I don't know. I'm, I am Totally. I think it'd be interesting for sure. Yeah, Go they data. could do, like, like, rent out some lake place or something. So yeah. All, like, and maybe yeah. build shelters for them, like, pre-build shelters or, like, structures for them to use. I don't know. Make it a little easier since they're, like were i mean 16 17 year olds so yeah but i feel like a lot of people would want to build them at the same time like that's part of survivor like you don't yeah want to yeah easy. well then maybe like more food or something like that i don't know yeah something but it would be interesting definitely yeah wow <laughs> the whole season was honestly i'm just thinking back to just all of it and Tony definitely deserves a win. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Alright. Well, cool. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> this was a lot of, of fun. Course. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I could talk I about Survivor. Yeah, for sure. I could talk about Survivor forever. So, it's always a blast. Yeah, totally. Alright, cool. Well, we'll have to sounds maybe do this good. at the end of next season. <laughs> yes, definitely. That sounds fun. Cool.